Today on Rooted Daily, we're seeing how John tells us sin and God just don't mix. And if we're gonna be people of God, we can't mix in with sin either. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and when you turn on a light in a room, it eliminates the darkness, right? As far as the light reaches, darkness can't exist anymore. And that's what John tells the Christians in his first letter, is they're being threatened by the false doctrine of Gnosticism. First John 1.5 says, there is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faith faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. I don't think there are many passages that confront Christians as directly as this one does in 1 John. That sin in your life, whatever it is, that you think you can keep hidden, that you think you can keep it tucked away and, and still go to church on Sunday, still read your Bible, still have a relationship with God, that sin is there. And you're lying to yourself if you're pretending it's not. That sin needs to be purged out of your life. And what's interesting here is that as John has that confrontation, he is directly exposing Gnostic thinking. You know, one of the Gnostics' false doctrines was that everything material was inherently evil. That's why they couldn't understand Jesus taking on a material body. And there are still people today who try to tell you, you are inherently evil. You're not. You've sinned, I promise you that, but you weren't born sinful. Romans 5.12 says, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way, death came to all people. Why? Because all sinned. You know, we aren't condemned to death because of some uh, inherent evil in us that we're born with but because we all fall short of the glory of God. We all fall short of perfection. We all sin. But you see, the Gnostics rejected that. They said everything material is inherently evil. It's inherently sinful. And they went as far as to falsely claim that even the Son of God could not be both physical and good. And if that's the case, why as Christians should we try? Why try to live like Jesus if Jesus never really lived? Why try to live righteously in the light? Why not just sink into depravity? So you see how John's playing into their hand here. The Gnostics say good and evil, light and dark, they can't mix. They say everything physical is evil and everything spiritual is good. And John, he doesn't accept that. He doesn't, but he does agree here, light and dark are incompatible. When you turn a light on in a room, it floods out the darkness. And in that same metaphor, John exposes the Gnostics too. They said, because everything physical is inherently evil, then why bother trying to control sin? You're never going to succeed 
So why not ignore the body and just focus on the mind that they said could still achieve spiritual and good things? That's why they were all about knowledge. Knowledge was spiritual. Everything spiritual was good. Uh, but they did anything they wanted with their bodies, right? They were willing to sin with abandon because, well, what are you going to do? So John says, you know light and dark, they don't mix. Yet here you are wallowing in darkness. How can you claim to be in the light like that? You can't have fellowship with God and walk in darkness. That's absurd. Your own argument that good and evil contradicts the idea that sin can cohabitate with God. You should know better. And we don't have to go back all the way back in history to the Gnostics to see this argument confronting Christians. We hear it all the time today. And when people say, well, because God's grace is perfect, Christians can sin all they want because it's covered because of Christ's death. We can live however we want because it's really not about obedience, it's about grace. And to borrow the words of Paul, when asked if we should keep on sinning so that grace may abound, he said, God forbid, of course not. You know, too often people who say they're wearing the name of Christ use it as a blanket exemption to sin however they like. People claim to be Christians while engaging in affairs and adultery. People claim to be Christians but are cruel and hateful at the grocery store. People claim to be Christians and lie to get ahead in their job. People act like their sins are acceptable because they're Christians. And Jude, he identified that problem in his letter. He wrote, for certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign and Lord. Verse 4 uh, of Jude's letter. So let me be clear, because John is, Christians cannot sin as much as we want. And then in the next verse, John, he confronts another teaching of the Gnostics. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And the Gnostics claimed that even though they were willing to use their bodies however they wanted, sinfully, they were actually sinless, since Christ had abolished their sins once and for all. And the idea was that their, their higher knowledge lifted them above the realm of sin. Christians cannot sin as much as we want, but we also can't ignore the reality of sin and our own sinfulness. We can't ignore that we still mess up even when we give our lives to Jesus. That's a shot across the bow towards the Gnostics, the first of many in John's letter. But John, he's not really writing to Gnostics per se. He's writing to the Christians who are just starting to maybe dabble in this false doctrine. They aren't full-blown Gnostics by any means. And to them, John says, if you have been swayed by this false teaching, there is a way out. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Our God is faithful and our God is just. There is sin in our life. We aren't perfect. And John says, that's okay, but don't be satisfied. Don't be content walking in darkness. Confess your sins and keep walking with God. As Christians, we are supposed to be the first to admit when we mess up, not just to God, but to each other. And we go to God daily and we admit to him that on our own, we are not enough, that we need him. And we should 
exemplify that humility in every part of our life. And when we, when we open up our lives to God and we don't rely on our own knowledge or our own morality to save us, our God is faithful and just. He will redeem us. And for the churches that John was writing to, that was his greatest hope. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.